Part two, <clears throat> final part. I figure I'd do this a little bit earlier simply because I probably won't feel like doing this shit later on in the evening slash nighttime. 
I do have to be up tomorrow at 6.15 slash 6.20 to be at work. So here I am once again, Jersey Judah, the chapel of the Crimson Capsules, the Red Pill Party podcast. And yeah, man, we still got the video with Chris Williamson. I want to say Chris Williamson. I could be wrong, but I don't know why that would be in my head if otherwise. We got a video. Matter of fact, let me make sure this is it. Speaking of which, I got... Good. This is the video. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. Then I got some videos saved on YouTube that I wanted to go over. We'll go over that. Shoot the shit a little bit, you know, a little bit more. Uh, We're not trying to do anything too long at this point. But if we go over an hour and 30, that's not bad for me. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Speaking of which, I got sent this thread by Rob Henderson earlier on, which is really interesting. Could the matching imbalance on Tinder and other dating apps be a factor in the rise of the incel movement and young men reporting low sexual activity? So there's a graph here that says the uh, young men, a share of men and women between the ages of 18 and 30 reporting no sex in the past year. And that has gone up from 10% to 30% from men since uh, around about 2010 to 2020 to now, right? So over the last decade, the number of men reporting no sex in the last year has tripled. And the uh, line on the graph has got where Tinder's introduced, and it is exactly when men, uh, where that uh, that inflection for men are beginning to go from the 10% to the Women also actually um, stay flat for a little while, but have increased, which is also very interesting. Um, Wealth in Tinder is not distributed equally. Attractive guys have more wealth in the Tinder economy. They get more likes than unattractive guys. That's the bottom 80% of men, bottom 20% of women, top 80% of women, top 20% of men thing, which a lot of people are familiar with. Um, There's a thing called a Gini coefficient or a Gini coefficient, um, which works out how much inefficiency there is within a system. So it's used to look at uh, economies within countries. uh, And the lower that the number is, the um, more uh, equality there is uh, within wealth distribution. So if modern dating apps were a country, it would be one of the most unequal in the world. The Tinder economy has a higher Gini coefficient than 95.1% of the countries in the world. It's just below South Africa. It's above Venezuela. disparity of yeah. wealth. Yeah, uh, it's above Venezuela and just below South Africa. That's where it sits. Uh, according to open source data, a man of average attractiveness can only be expected to be liked by slightly less than 1% of females, 0.87% on Tinder. This equates to one like for every 115 females, and men in the bottom 10% see just one match per week at most. Ultimately, most women only swipe on a handful of men per day, while men are more freewheeling with their swipes. So, yeah, men, females pass on 95% and like on five, and men are basically 50-50 left and right. Um, it's just... It, so we, we, we had talked about Tinder before, <clears throat> and one thing that I think is actually really interesting was before Tinder, it, there were websites like eHarmony. You remember that? Match.com. And the way that the way that we looked at it 
you know, the, the guys in my friend group, the people my age, we looked at it as like, oh, what a weird fucking idea. Online dating, super weird. You're a weird, like it's, it was just kind of like, what the hell? And then here's Tinder, this fun little swipey thing. It's kind of about hookups. It's everyone, it's a me, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's like a meta commentary. It's just like, this is hilarious. We're, we're, I mean, <laughs> all all dating apps are are social media amplified. So, for a person who doesn't put as much information as they would on social media on something like online dating, it's generally that. Um, if it's a woman, it's all of these expectations of a man it's what they see out of a man it's what they expect from a man nothing usually involves what they can do for a man what they are necessarily good at or what they're necessarily good for and it's a slippery slope because you're only going to have naturally a small percentage of men who are really successful and who really have options via uh, online dating. Most of this shit is aimed towards women. Even the women who are, like I said, five and below, they're going to have way more opportunities for the opposite sex than sub five men. Sub five men, unless those guys are, you know, making a decent living, making a good living, fuck decent. If a guy is above average, he can make a decent living. But still, there's a good chance that women will expect more from him. While a guy who's sub five, he has to pretty much have everything in order to be successful on online dating. So that slippery slope is if you're that guy who's right in the middle, you're making more than decent money. You're more than in decent shape. You have more than average looks. You're actually going to have the harder time getting the women. Swiping, it's hilarious. You match. Oh, what's up? Like, and then almost immediately after that, online dating becomes something serious. It becomes something like, well, I haven't gotten any dates. Let me go online. There was really, there's really not much resisting to whether it's cool or not. You can resist whether you want to do it or, or whether it's legit or not, or, or if the masses are doing it. But if someone says, hey, I'm on Hinge or I'm on Tinder, they're not going to get made fun of because it's just the masses are doing that. Whereas eHarmony and Match.com, like if you had done that at the time where they were very prevalent for, I think, older generations, um, it was definitely seen as a weird thing. That's the but same dirty thing though, right? There's adoption, adoption curves happen but it was slowly. The, but it, it wasn't like eHarmony. It wasn't like we all jumped on eHarmony. We all jumped on the hookup app. Oh, that there was something about Tinder that made this the location services was i think the thing you are in the same location as that person here's a picture of them do what you want with it rather than this kind of weird um almost like myspacey type of aol vibe to it which you would get from eHarmony and mash.com yeah maybe on the it's, tinder thing you get this more you get this handheld you know, location services, this app on your device. That Good user experience. Separates it. Less yes. boomery. Well, why do you think it would be mm -hmm. that the introduction of Tinder would 
increase the number of men reporting no sex? Do you think it's just women? Do you think that it, what this guy's implying in the thread is because of this high inequality that women are sort of wistfully chasing after the eight out of tens and above for guys and they're not giving any attention to the dudes at the bottom? Because you would have presumed, maybe, if you hadn't been able to work out what was actually going to go on, everyone's talking to everyone more. That should facilitate more casual sex for everybody overall. But what it seems has happened is the gains have been sort of accrued to the very few um, super chads at the top. And then there's this big sexless underclass of men that is now 30% of men reporting no sex within the last year. <clears throat> and ultimately that 30% is coming from the 80% of the 80-20 rule. Dating, as I've always stated, <clears throat> well, not dating itself. The market of dating is essentially a survival of the fittest. It is Darwinism. Where if you don't make the cut, you're out. There's no real exception to the rule when it comes to men. Now, women, like I said, five and below women who are not even really attractive, they have access to men across the board and higher who are more attractive who will fuck with them. See what I mean? Now, this also has a lot to do with our expectations as men. Uh, as men and it's, it's simply put, we don't really have much. Where we'll have simple uh, bitches who are compliant, bitches who are, let me excuse myself, women who are compliant, women with conversational value, etc. That's as deep as expectations as you get with men outside of looks, outside of preference of what everybody wants. Personality, I mean, with guys, it's very simple. With women, it's very complex because they want a guy who's nice and courteous, but they don't necessarily want to be comfortable in that relationship 100%. They want a little bit of excitement. They want a little anxiety. They want a little tension. Maybe, uh, and look, <clears throat> and, and this is just my way of looking at this. I noticed with guys who are more attractive than their girlfriends, their girlfriends are more compliant. Because logically, she knows that that guy can obviously find a better girl. <clears throat> but he is with her for other reasons. You see what I mean? I don't think women are capable of that. I think most men will essentially date down. And I think most, and because of that idea, most women believe that they can aim for the moon and the stars. And they're sadly mistaken. Yeah, I mean, more matches for the female would mean, uh, you know, why would you take the male that you're less attracted to? Right. Like, why would you take the opportunity if you know you can match with more and more and more and more people? You're going to leave out a very large chunk of other people where men apparently do not have that option. And on top of that, the hypergamy or hypergamy, depending on who says it and how they say it. When a woman exercises her hypergamy, if she has a dating app or if she's on Tinder, well, hell, she could be on Tinder and be in a relationship. She can be talking to a guy and really getting to know him and like him and have that guy think that she's actually committed while she's on Tinder finding better options, possible options. 
now social media dating apps become easy access for a woman to exercise such hypergamy. So, yeah, I mean, it's they're just chasing after the potential match that they know is more likely going to happen. Maybe if those two people meet, like, this is also another thing. Women are and men are now looking at their potential mate through the lens of looks. Whereas before, you might not think someone is attractive until there's some sort of action that makes them attractive. Um, whether that's someone in your class or, uh, you know, someone you go to the gym with or whatever, that interaction is what makes them attractive. And then you're looking at someone who, if you saw their Tinder profile or if you saw their Hinge profile, you would not have swiped. So maybe that's occurring less, you know, potential mates like you just had on a guest who said that the worst quality to look for for a long-term relationship is looks conventional attractiveness yeah and that is exactly what people are looking at when they get these apps well i think and that's an excellent point although excuse me man i'm high as shit matter of fact where's my where's my sounds at i'm high as fuck hold up I'm so stoned, man. All right. So everything, matter of fact, let me bring that back before I say what I need to say, because I have to say a lot. Hold up. The gym with or whatever, that interaction is what makes them attractive. And then you're looking at someone who, if you saw their Tinder profile or if you saw their Hinge profile, you would not have swiped. So maybe that's occurring less. Men today have realized that even if they're attractive or even if they're attracted to a woman, she has all of these extra windows and all of these extra views of opportunities to get with other guys. So a guy, you're going to have to deal with her social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, if she's dizzy enough, TikTok, all this other shit. Then on top of that, dating apps, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, all these, like I said, accounts that most women still have while in relationships. And they don't deactivate it. No, it's still active. These women can easily log on to their dating apps get matches while in a relationship, get that confidence boost that maybe the guy's not giving her, the guy's not giving her compliments anymore, so she's looking elsewhere to get it. That instant hit of dopamine that most attractive women experience on a day-to-day basis. You know, potential mates, like you just had on a guest who said that the worst quality to look for for a long-term relationship is looks. Conventional. I always address... Being at a point as a man, as you get older, to where looks matter less. It's not that looks don't matter. It's just that looks matter less as a man gets older. Now, depending on what position he's in, if he goes from rags to riches, of course, he's going to have high expectations when it comes to a woman. I don't blame him. 
if a woman can do it and she can be piss poor, why can a man who makes money have expectations? That's all I'm saying. Let's talk about equality. Oops. And that is, yeah. And that is exactly what people are looking at when they get these apps. Well, I think that this probably explains a big chunk of why relationships are now increasingly short. And this is something that people don't necessarily see. So it's easy to say um, there is now a global sexual marketplace. Um, anybody with an Instagram account or a Tinder account can basically be in the entire world's sexual marketplace, right? They can be dating somebody in Guatemala or Bali or Germany or wherever they want. And therefore, that means that people are mate switching more easily because the friction of doing that is lower and because the number of competitors for whoever your mate is is significantly higher now and that women will lily pad from one guy to one guy from one chad to one chad to, to the next one chad. now the thing chad. that set one chad <laughs> chad steven stavidowitz said that was really interesting is that the algorithms can predict what you're going to click on unbelievably well they will be able to predict with like insane accuracy whether you'll swipe left or right on someone. And the algorithms can do basically nothing to work out whether or not you'll have long-term happiness and whether a relationship will last long-term. So for the people that didn't see the episode, um, the things that are most often used as cues for whether or not someone will swipe right or left are things like height, conventional attractiveness, wealth level, and job. Right? Those are some of the, the most common things that are used. These have zero, basically zero correlation with whether or not a relationship is happy long-term. Those things were psychological stability, conscientiousness, um, a growth mindset, a bunch of other things, none of which can be displayed on a Tinder profile. I can't tell whether so you've got a growth mindset or whether you're uh, somebody that's psychologically mentally stable. stable. Yep, precisely. Yeah. In fact you might be able to try and signal precisely that through your looks and then have the complete opposite. You can put window dressing up as much as you want. So my point being that what people are doing now is optimizing for the wrong parameters. People are optimizing for things which are completely arbitrary when it comes to long-term relationship happiness. For girls, things like height. I think it's something like 80% of women on Hinge have their height limit set to six foot or above for men. That's less than 10%, I want to say, less than 10 or 15% of men in the United States are above six. It's kind of weird <clears throat> mentioning that 10% because it reminds me of the 90-10. It reminds me of the 80-20 with the interest of a guy who's over six feet. Think about it. Because men, most women will talk about they want a tall guy pretty much from anything besides... Anything besides facial features, that's what they're bringing up. They're bringing up height. So can that equate to the 90-10, where women equate looks, money, height, and status in the equation of genuine interest and all that other bullshit? I don't know. Six foot, and yet that, and height has zero predictive ability when it comes to looking at long-term relationship happiness. Imagine you saying to me, dude, I only date girls who are a size four and a half shoe. I'd be like, why? 
why I yeah. know that this has no bearing on whether or not you're going to be happy in this relationship, but you just pick this arbitrary thing because it's become captured by the culture that girls that are size four and a half feet. Do you know what? I have a great, I almost have a, a, a reasoning for that having, and the, this is anecdotal, but I, I feel as though girls hold more of an animus towards these dating apps. So they, they say, look, if I'm going to get on hinge, I'm going to get the best of the best. And if it doesn't work, no problems for me. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if I get one match, if I get 10 matches. I don't care. I'm on this thing to not get fucked over. But I, if I'm going to get someone, they better be tall. They better be good looking. They better be this, this, and this. Where maybe it's not the, the same approach for men. Right? I, I, I can honestly say that I've heard many, many women just say, like, it's almost like the dating app owes them for being Because yeah, they resent the fact that they maybe have they to be on They resent the there. idea that they're there. Yes. What's happening, people? If you enjoyed that, then press here. For th- All right. Very interesting conversation. I will say, <clears throat> I will say both communities will eventually grow. So that's a good and bad thing. Meaning... Because of the culture of dating, the uh, survival of the fittest, only the strong survives, Darwinism aspect, either the guys are going to learn to level up or they're going to learn to live without. Most guys essentially learn to live without. Women, on the other hand, they're on constant panic mode. They're in the danger zone. You know what I mean? They don't know which way it's up. But we're not doing that over here, okay? 4.45, 30 minutes in this motherfucker, man. We got to go to YouTube. <clears throat> go to my watch later list library. Uh, watch later. Uh, we got to... We got a good amount, actually. Jeez. Uh, wow. All right, one second, man. We about to jump into something. Uh, we got the dark truth of older women on dating apps. That is from Manhood. We have modern women are out of control, number one. That's from Chisha Zed. We have a possible third one, which we might not go through, which is 48-year-old divorced woman re-enters dating then we have women celebrating divorce we got a good amount of things to go over but let's go over the smallest video first after the ad they almost got me almost alright let's get this shit started man Let's talk about older women who waste their time on dating apps, looking for love in all the wrong places. You guys know I deal with older women simply because I'm in that age group, where the finances are finally all right superseding everything else, because you get smart with your money. After all, the big head starts to outthink the little head, and the realities of life are you start to prioritize. Women who spend time on dating apps, looking for love in all the wrong places are wasting their time. I know you're out there believing that, look, I still have breasts, although they're saggy. I still have a peaceful leave. I can still offer something to someone. 
Now, what you're looking for is the guy who was just out there lonely and can't figure out life. And he's just so alone, but he still has value. He still has a house. He still looks good. He might have muscles and a six pack. This guy can find women faster than you can find a relationship. Men are the gatekeepers to partnerships and marriage. Women are the gatekeepers to sex. But because of your entitlement, you think you're better than every woman he swipes against. So you download the dating app I know my worth and assume you'll just post a few photos. Don't invest in finding possible companions on a free dating app. Think you're the best pick on the free app. Ladies, listen if you want to know where you stand and who you're up against. Create an account on a dating app as a man and see who you're swiping against. A lot of you guys think you're the best, but sorry, you're not. They fail because they join a free app after 40 and assume their high worth and quality. Where are you going, ma'am? Where can you find success? You're already off to a bad start, and then you download a hookup app. I don't care if you believe you have a chance out here. You're so good and so better because you have your life in order. How could these men pass up this opportunity? You're not invested, and not only that, when you do get matched, you wait for the top 20% of males to have access to all 1835-year-old women. So here's what they do. Well, I'm going to shoot my shop with this guy, and then they'll shoot with a guy who has thousands of offers and matches. On a slow Tuesday, he might come over and ply you down. If you're not a top 20 manner of men, these women 40 plus, don't call out to you first. They think you'll do it the old-fashioned way, but she has a progressive mindset. When that guy finally reaches out, she thinks she's doing him a service. You'll have to plan date and court me for 90 days to receive peace theft. Look at this guy. He doesn't have a matcha bone in his body. Yet a lot of older women will come in here and say, I got married. It didn't happen for me. That's your guy, ma'am. That's the guy you're bragging about. Let me tell you something. You lost this game. You do have a male in your bed, but you don't have a man and are still going to be lonely at every time this guy tries to roll over on your belly and pump and push and shove you're going to realize you lost because he ain't going to be blowing out any backs. That's it. Take care. <laughs> oh, man. It's a harsh reality to deal with. A lot of the older women, they think they still have it. You know what I mean? They usually don't. I got to subscribe to manhood. What else do we have here? The difference between gold diggers versus seeking arrangements. After that. And skip. Hope you all doing great. So, this young lady was talking about charging men for her time, materials, and effort. And now we're seeing the legalization of women selling their bodies. I mentioned that when the barbarian hits the gate, the plague hits, or whatever the tough times are, pencil and paper pushing jobs will simply go away. Many of you are young and think it's normal for people to be on seeking arrangements or sell their bodies on Instagram. But these things are relatively new. They're new because things are breaking down economically in our country, and there's not much people can do. If we're looking at this great reset, many of the jobs of the past won't go forward into the future. 
A lot of people are resorting to this type of activity, and I'm not the one that's going to save them. They don't want to be saved, and some guy told me to let a hoe be a hoe. So I got to let them go out there and do whatever they can. But as a person from a previous generation, I know that these signs are degrading of society. The breakdown of the very fabric of society when people have to resort to men. Broke men specifically don't like gold diggers. They hate gold diggers. There's a marked difference between a gold digger and a woman selling her body. And the reality is a gold digger is a manipulator. She manipulates the man to believe that she loves the man, but in reality, she doesn't. This TikToks for my mom, remember, the Chanel bag. I wanted that you wouldn't buy for me while you're selling some images of yourself that's not a gold digger. What you're doing is selling your body in the form of prostitution. It rhymes with prostitution here, and I don't want to get censored. Gold diggers are intentional about doing something over the long haul, not selling your time. All that makeup on you got to boost all of that. All of the body parts augment them. You got to put buttocks all in your face. You got to put all beef on layers and layers of makeup. And then you sell time to pay for it. They can get the bag and do it themselves. But everyone says if you've seen American Pimp, every obstacle needs a pimp because they'll mismanage their money by weed, heat and party. And then the next day they'll stink and have to do the effort again. That's what a secret arrangement person does. They mismanage their money and party. There's nothing worse than someone that age attempting to promote themselves after they've run out of time. If you're a gold digger, that's what you want to do. A lot of you guys are sitting at home or doing non-essential jobs. Your dollar fifteen an hour job, a target bagging groceries is gone. When you go to the airport, you can do all of it by yourself because AI and robots took over. After all, you guys were lazy. YouTube is kind of like that right now. It was like that for a minute, but it died down because we were doing our thing and then mainstream companies tried to do their thing and it didn't sell out. They tried to sell us out, it did, but it didn't work. And then the C19 hit and they couldn't produce as much content. Now we were out here producing content, so celebrities jumped on it. All these people came in and invaded the space, and then they got bigger numbers than we can do. They're creating content. Think about that. See, there's only a couple... There was, like, only a couple guys that really gotten real fame off of, like, podcasting and doing content, and that was, like, Joe Rogan, a couple other people, right, that kind of jumped on board while this shit was, was going hot. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, once COVID-19 hit our CV-19, um, a lot of celebrities were doing, you know, a lot more YouTube content, a lot more streaming. Artists were streaming. Why? Simple. They couldn't go out. They couldn't tour. They couldn't really sell music. They couldn't really go to the studio. Every day for your channel is a very difficult thing, so we make it look easy. But it's not that easy to do, and celebrities just don't have time for that name right now. They're not even making movies, so their relevancy is dying down. Washed-up actresses and artists compete with the average lady. That's all for today. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Hit the like button. 
We're getting more, man. We want more. We're gonna go through. This is the channel of the this is the channel of the day, man. Manhood. That will be the channel of the day. Women like good men for what they can provide them. If they had a choice between a bad man or a strikingly bad handsome, man. tall, dark, and handsome man with tattoos and a reputation as a womanizer, they'd choose the good man. Most men would do the same, but there's a double standard. Therein lies another fact about men and women. We're different, and we're allowed to do things women aren't. You can debate why it has a double standard all day, but I'll post a video about it up top so you can see why. Why did men and women betray, but now women should make long-term decisions? Unfortunately, our culture encourages young ladies in junior high and high school to sleep with the entire varsity football team in their college dorm. They then want to come out later and sell themselves as a wife or have wifely potential. This cannot happen. We know you can't become a housewife, but some people think it should happen. While Tinder and Bumble are overpopulated and oversaturated with women, females outnumber males five to one on these apps. The reality is that women hate the good man and will pitch themselves as wife material to him. This man may provide good experiences. He's paying for all the travel to LA Collie. He's paying for all the baby duties. He's provided a nice house. He's provided a nice little car or SUV for this wife. And deep down she likes the good man, but she doesn't love him. She actually hates this man for what he is in her life. She would rather have a cool dude with abs in her life and this good man will let her. I trust you. I trust that you would never disobey me. I trust that you would never stab me in the back. Meanwhile, speaking of stabbing, she's taking a nice, hard stabbing from that dude with abs in Las Vegas. But the reality is she misses that in her life. That's because we have a horse culture. We're allowing these women to experience all of these sexual pleasures with these bad guys so that they can in no way settle down as a wife. A good man who provides everything she can't provide for herself. Sure, she likes that person, but she doesn't love them. That's the reality of the situation. She has to deal with good men if she wants safety and security. If she decides that she does not want safety and security, which most women won't decide they want, they pursue it. But at some point, they give up and they say, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to locate a good man because I can't run through by five different dues each week. Getting stood up on dates and that fit dude banging it out. Still, she needs a man who can provide protection and security. She goes online and finds a couple of good cooks to date her for real. Only if these men knew what she was doing last week. Doing double backflips on this young boy's abs. But now here you come with flowers, poems, chairs, opening her door and removing your shirt. Be careful, boys. Focus on your goals and don't waste your time dating unthankful women. That's it. See mm. Yeah, man. M-A-N-H-O-O-D. Okay? Manhood. Subscribe, even though I'm about to continue to go through even more video from this content creator because he's uh, straight to the point. And that was actually an hour ago. So let's see what he has going on, man. 
No, 7.61 thousand subscribers. We need to boost that up. This is the same content creator that I played, I believe, recently, maybe two nights ago, two days ago. Why women hate MGTOW. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're going we're gonna to cruise on through uh, this channel, see what we have. We have another interpretation of feminist hate MGTOW. Why feminists hate MGTOW? Little short, John. Five minutes, 55 seconds. Hi, everyone. Here's what an unidentified person says in this video. I hope you can discuss the MIT professor's nice guy essay. He was so concerned about women's well-being that he feared upsetting them. He blamed extremely insensitive feminist message training. Women hated him. They accused him of being inconsiderate and not overly concerned about their health. What would you tell a 25-year-old Hoover hand who's afraid to chat to girls for fear they'll be offended and damage his feelings? Thanks. Well, an MIT professor admits he felt afraid and not privileged as a nerd. Unlike land whales and feminists, nerds then didn't have fat empowerment. Feminists branded him privileged since geeks are the first to adopt and invent advanced technology and join in on the microcomputer revolution. It may be true today that geeks are privileged due to the internet, mobile devices, computer science, and programming. But it wasn't when I was growing up. Nerds were considered misfits and lepers. In the early 1990s, a digital nomad was someone like myself on BSCS. One of the first Canadians to use Yahoo's directory when it had few links. My ICQ was under 10,000 then. Because of shame, nerds and geeks used technology to communicate. Nerds feminized themselves first because they thought that was what ladies wanted. She wanted nice males. Nerds tend to be more reasonable and reasoned because they couldn't afford to be impulsive as children. Being an SDNG fan was like living in continual conflict middle school or early 1990s Star Wars fan. Between 12 and 20, the MIT professor was frightened that one of his female classmates would learn how he was attracted to her. He'd be dubbed estranged, beaten, and possibly expelled. Expulsion from school was exaggerated, but you get the idea. These guys grew up walking on eggshells around other boys and girls, so it's normal for them to continue this conduct as adults unconcerned women. They realize that if a man can act like a jerk, he will because that's feminine nature and they expect men to react the same way. A charming, smart, hardworking and successful man is fortunate in their eyes. He's privileged enough to treat women like garbage, but he's not. Women judge privilege based on what they could do, not what they do. Women's power isn't expressed openly. It comes from having the most possible moves on life's chessboard, whether you make them or not. Men don't comprehend. We focus on actual decisions and moves, not potential ones. Men who behave well are usually sincere, but women regard them as weak and manipulative. They watch a decent person trading favors for her underwear. Bad boys are more honest since they don't hide their actual nature. Most pleasant guys are nice because they've been conditioned to be. 
especially 1980s and 1990s geeks. You should have been talking to girls and gotten rejected when you were 13 or 14 years old. I did this and had epic fails. I had fear and needed to be bold, but I didn't sense anxiety until I was 17 or so. Men over 25 are more prone to feel anxious when chatting with women. My advice is to ignore feminist brainwashing and talk to women on road trips, vacations, or other occasions where they won't affect your daily life. I recommend cougar bars. The women there will tolerate you if you stutter, but they're more interested in stumbling into your lap. Humans think aged women are wonderful for practice because their bodies are like expiring lottery tickets. Some oh, may even call shit. out. Oh my God, bro. That's foul. We got to bring that back. That's foul, bro. That's foul as fuck. Vacations or other occasions where they won't affect your daily life. I recommend cougar bars. The women there will tolerate you if you stutter, but they're more interested in stumbling into your lap. Humans think aged women are wonderful for practice because their bodies are like expiring lottery tickets. Some may even call out your undesirable habits. Men fear embarrassing themselves, but if you do it enough, you won't care. Women like experienced men because they have self-confidence from shattering their egos repeatedly. Most decent guys and geeks in their 30s have their first meaningful adult relationships with women and don't understand. Women fear being alone and having baby rabies. These men often marry the first used lady they find, have kids, and then divorce five or ten years later. The woman swallows their most fruitful year's earnings. Avoid this. If you miss their finest years, don't be there during their worst. You, the rich, socially awkward nerd, will be their golden parachute. Don't do it. Let them jump off the building and hit a wall 911 style. Beware, settling down women. It's a numbers game. If you approach 10 women, one or two may respond. Imagine you're a salesman selling hot beef injection insurance. Late teens and early 20s will have less attitude. At that point, they're not seeking for a man to lock down and don't have baby rabies, so you can have some fun. That's my finest advice. I can't imagine being in your generation where polite guys are scared of women. Work hard to overcome indoctrination and don't end up like this mid-professor supporting post-wall hussy and her daughter. He thinks he's one and can do math forever, but what if she hires a lawyer to do math in divorce court? That's all I've got to say for today. Don't forget to smash the like button and bang the bell. Enjoy the rest of your day and cheers. All right. All right, we might move on. Reasons for MGTOW. Explosion of single mothers. Tribe of men. Shout out to tribe of men. We're about to get into this next video and continue to move forward. Welcome back, Tribe. I have two <laughs> incredible articles here. Let's get into it. One of them is why you should seriously consider dating a single mom. Oh and then we God. have the counterpoint of five reasons. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. You should never date 
a single mother. And of course, eHarmony, right, has no reason to put this article out. No reason at all. Nothing to gain here. I wonder how many single mothers are on eHarmony on the carousel. Why you should seriously consider dating a single mother. Let's see what we got here. In 2021, roughly a quarter of all children lived in single parent homes. That is not a good statistic to be cited. Which means that at some point in your dating journey, you might start dating. Bye bye. That's another reason to stay off dating apps. There's a lot of women. I mean, it's it's obvious, like it's a given that you're going to come across a lot of single mothers, but single mothers aren't as humble as you make you may expect them to be. They actually have even more entitlement because now they expect a stepfather, a guy with good looks, guy making all this money, and a guy willing to take care of a bastard child that is not his. Being a single mom, you don't have to actually at all. You can actually write on your dating profile or wherever you're looking, no single moms. Dating single mothers is different than dating people without children. It can often bring more responsibility Bingo. Next. But it can be very rewarding if you're ready. Only for a simp. In this article, we'll look at some things to consider when dating a single mom and the benefits of dating single mothers. Let's see if we get sold, man. We got 10 things to consider when dating a single mom. Boys, let's see. Let What are we considering here? Children are the number one priority. We're going to start off with, here's why you should date single mothers because you're not gonna matter. She is not gonna take care of you. Just know her kids come before you every single time. What the hell article is this? Let's start off with why we should not date single mothers. It feels titled that. This could have been the same exact reason they put up there. Children are the number one priority. That's why you shouldn't date them. That's how we started this article with the worst point you could bring up. Okay. And that's as it should be. A woman wrote this for sure. When you're dating a single mom, the kids will be their priority. Again, not a reason to date them. It's something you should be prepared to recognize and accept, not just tolerate. Yes, you need to be simping up a storm, paying her for all her past mistakes of opening her legs up. Great, dude. If you want to continue the relationship. No, no, bro, we don't. Single parents have a close bond with their children and respecting that bond is key to any relationship, especially once the children are old enough to have their own opinions and preferences. Why would you want to have this extra baggage? And then it's not only that she has a close bond with the children, you got to deal with the baby daddy for the rest of your life. Very rarely is the father completely out of the picture in these relationships. There's going to be times where you got to go drop off the kids. You got to be cordial with a whole nother man who pumped your current girlfriend with a kid. What? What? Be upfront. Sheesh. Good communication is important in any relationship, but especially so when you're dating a single mother, as it's not just your feelings and hers that she must take into account. Being honest right from the beginning about what kind of relationship you're looking for, whether casual or serious, and what your expectations are is a must. So you're saying because she has a kid, you gotta be an extra gentleman. Yeah, be extra upfront. Hey, uh, can never give you anything serious. You already have a kid. That should happen with your man you chose to have a baby with. Next, if <laughs> that's the damn truth too, man. Look, I, I, I made this point for two nights now. The one video with Kendra G. The next video with. 
what was the next video? It was the woman, Kendra G. I think it was two Kendra G videos. It was two bitches. Not Kendra G, of course, but the other one. And the pattern was they were all single mothers. Of course. Mothers of three, I might add. Single mothers of three. All expecting to still have higher value, higher quality men. Even though within the dating market, hookup market, just human beings and what we know of one another, that is a immediate turnoff for men who are looking for partners and relationships. If you're cool for the casual fling, dope. No, I don't really want to meet your kid. No, I don't want to play daddy. That kid already has a daddy. This is the honest, brutal conversations men have, at least in their heads. If you're a single mother and you haven't heard that up front, know the guy you're dating isn't being genuine. And if that guy... I've said that several times to single mothers. There's a lot of times where I was just blatant because I didn't want the hassle of a woman thinking that I want to sleep with her, a woman thinking that I'm interested in her. I would pretty much subtly tell her up front that, yo, dude, I'm not interested. And, you know, really any any chit chat, essentially, um, especially with women today at the workplace, things of that nature, men have to be very careful of who they talk to and what they talk about around certain people, especially women is cool with taking care of another man's seed no that's not even a man that you would want in the first place that's a man you settled for yeah that's low value male energy there preach no man worth his salt is gonna dump his hard earned resources and time into another man's seed talk that shit (laughs) all right have some flexibility, boys, please. One of the most important rules for dating a single mom, plans can change. So, yes, you're going to get flaked on. You're going to get canceled. She's got to wipe her kid's ass. You're coming in dead last in the relationship. Great, dude. Great reasons here. When you're dating someone kids, you should be prepared for dates to be canceled. Dates to be cut short because a child needs something. Dates that are more unconventional. Remind yourself to go with the flow and expect the unexpected. And things will get a lot smoother in your relationship. Or, or how about this? mind-blowing realization here how about how about you just don't date a single mother and you won't have to deal with any of this mind-blowing i know it's super mind-blowing that if you just don't date people with kids you don't gotta deal with all this extra baggage i know who's crazy take it slow you shouldn't be acting like a child's parent on the first date in fact taking things slow is more important when dating a parent you don't want to rush into things or start something you can't keep up long term especially when the children are involved follow their mom's lead when it comes to the kids and she knows them a lot better than you okay so you can't even discipline these loud ass kids you can't do nothing you basically have to play daddy without having daddy rights so she wants you to do you gotta do everything but be a father when it comes time to discipline and raise the kids. Trust is key. Here we go. This is good advice in general, but especially when it comes to dating single mothers, 
it's vital for you to show your partner that they can trust you with their heart and with their kids. You don't have to be responsible for anyone you're in a relationship with, but you should show her that you can be responsible. Be prepared to feed all my children. My baby daddies wouldn't do it, but you should. Don't interfere in parenting. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is like more reasons to not. Who are who the hell are they convincing here? It's like women trying to convince themselves why they're single, like single mothers, why they're so amazing. Let me toot my own horn here. You know, falling on deaf ears because no man is taking any of these points seriously. Don't interfere in parenting. This is probably the second most important rule of dating a single mom. Unless she specifically asks you for advice or to take an active role, leave the direct parenting to her. If you have concerns, discuss them in private with her while making it clear that you trust her judgment and authority and respect her boundaries. Are you a man or not, bro? Can you be a man? Can you lead the relationship? Can you shepherd the family? It sounds like the answer is no here. It sounds like you shouldn't be wasting your time on a woman like this if you're a man who wants a family. It sounds like you should go find a woman that doesn't have all these extra rules and stipulations. Weird. You know, it's always funny to me. I think I think this is the thing with women and single mothers especially. They figure since a lot of guys don't want to have families that they wouldn't mind dealing with a woman who already has hers. But she doesn't realize that one way or another, she's going to assign that man as the stepfather, whether the fathers are still around or not. She is still going to assign him as the stepdaddy. Isn't there like a, there was like a Disney, isn't there like a Disney movie called Stepdaddy or some shit? It's about a black guy who's the stepfather of this uh, black child or some shit. It's, it's incredible how the cuckery and simps and betas are like pedestalized in society. But if you look at the dating market, if you look at Tinder, you look at Bumble, plenty of fish. Oh, it's opposite. But single mothers are essentially five and below whether they're attractive or not. And I want guys to realize that once a woman has a child, she goes down too within the sexual market value and relationship market value. Now, sexual market value, she may be attractive, but there, there's a good chance that you may not be able to sleep with her off top like you would if she didn't have a child. See what I mean? But don't think that she still doesn't you know, occasionally go on the cop carousel. And she knows that those men don't want nothing to do with their children. So a lot of times she doesn't even mention of having any. Think about it. Treat them like royalty. Oh my God, blow my brains out. Yes, they're a mom, but that's not all they are. They're a woman that couldn't keep their legs closed and commit and get commitment from their men. But now you got to treat them like a literal queen, apparently. And you should make it a point to show you're aware of that. This does vary from each person, but few won't appreciate a break from being a parent. So organize a couple of weeks ahead, get a babysitter, and plan a romantic evening out. A bonus is that you'll set a good example for the children on how to treat people in relationships. Dude, this article is just how you can do for a single mother and not what a single mother... The full unedited episode. And don't oh, forget to subscribe. Daddy. I got it. I got to get rid of that. That's going to fuck up the video. With a kid in tow can do for a man to secure a man in the first place. This is insane. They should be making articles for single mothers on how to get a man 
knowing you have this kind of baggage to deal with. This is a toot my own horn article that takes, you know, does not take men into consideration whatsoever, does not care about a man's feelings, does not care about a man's needs at all. This is just what you as an extra wallet can do for this specific kind of woman. This is nuts, bro. Can men get a say here at all? Can men, can society appreciate men at all? Can society care? Tango down. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Yeah, they, they don't give a shit. I'll tell you that as a man, I know. They don't give a fuck. One word comes to mind when I think of man and woman and it's conflict. And it's conflict, not just on the behalf of man versus woman, but the way that conflict is handled, the way that conflict is viewed on their behalf by society in such ways that conflict can be resolved. For example, a man who loses his job, a man who loses his job, that may be a big loss, but that man essentially knows that it's not the end of the world. He has enough experience. You know what I mean? He has enough skills to find employment elsewhere. So that conflict isn't going to be hard and heavy. For the women, on the other hand, that can vary, right? Woman can lose her fucking cool over losing her job. Right. I've seen it happen on many occasions. I'll show, I'll tell you a I'll tell you a quick, brief, funny story that is related at least. I was a custodian in another. I was a custodian in another uh, district within the state of New Jersey, all right. And at that time, I remembered. All right, so at that year, this was twenty nineteen. So at that year, there was essentially the school year. Within four months, we went through, not four months, within, I would say roughly 10 months, we went through four custodians. All of them, women. All these women who came in, they lived in the same area that the school was at. They lived in the same city. Without the bus, they can get to the job in like 30 minutes, tops, right? All these people showed up late, right? All these people were calling out two times a week. And one person got fired from stealing. And that is the story I'm going to tell you about right now. So we talking the year being 2019 and during that time, like I said, during the summer, well, actually before the summertime, one coworker that I had and that I worked with for like a year, she left and she was apparently getting a higher, better position. Now, Everybody 
who knew her at that time and who worked, they didn't know how she got it because she ne- she doesn't necessarily have the greatest reputation as a worker, right? But anyway, she moves. She she moves on. She goes into apparently a better position. Come to find out, she just they just gave her they gave this dumb bitch a higher position and she took it and they paid her the same money. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Stupid bitches. And was talking shit as if they was actually balling and coming up. Tango down. The fuck is going on? So middle of June comes. I would say like June, towards the middle of June, like June 12th. That was when school let out during that time because there were so many. We had um, snow days. I think we had like three or four snow days. And instead of instead of actually making up the fucking weeks, which they didn't do, they decided to push everything back. So I think originally... If I'm not mistaken, originally at that time, they were supposed to be let out the 11th. But because there were four snow days, they actually had to be let out on the 15th. So now we have extra days to work, right? So I come in one day and apparently this chick is now the new worker. She's just in the office looking bugged the fuck out. Skinny as hell. You know what I mean? She looked like she either sniffed perks or smoked rock. She either, she either sniffed perks or smoked rock cocaine. Has to be one or the other. So me and this other guy, older guy... He was the head custodian of the building. He would come there, unlock the door, et cetera, et cetera. We would always meet up before the shift starts or before uh, school lets out. And we would drink coffee and bullshit. So he was asking me all these questions like, yo, man, that chick don't seem right to you. Don't don't seem right to me, right? He just kept saying that. I'm like, yeah, now that you mention it, because I wasn't really paying attention, honestly. When I go to the job today, it's the same as when I went to the job three years ago, four years ago. Always had my headphones in. So I never really paid too much attention on too much shit going on if it doesn't really, you know, involve me. But ever since he mentioned that shit, I've been noticing, like, yeah, this bitch is weird. And she did the typical thing because we had one chick who was the sister of the girl who left the first job, the, the, the first time during the summer. And she was lazy and did absolutely nothing. Got kicked out. Got kicked out of the... Well, the principal, from what I remember, the principal and the vice principal ended up going to the main building and asking her to be moved. So they moved her. They didn't even fire her. They moved her. And then they brought this thieving bitch in. Now, during this time, during that particular time, I should say, during that time, we're talking 2019, during the summer, all this bitch had to do was the other side of the hallway on the second floor. That's all she had to do. A series of maybe 12 classrooms, max. 
with her cleaning the girls' bathroom and me cleaning the boys' bathroom. This is how I started back up in my custodial shit. And she would always be in the basement. Now, the basement was a task that I had to do because I had to do one half of the hallway on the second floor and I had to do the basement, which included um, the gym and it included a series of bathrooms down there and the hallways. So I would always catch this. I would always catch this bitch, right? Maybe I say I, I would catch this bitch like 6 30, 7 o'clock. Cause at that time I was working 12 to 8. And I'd show up at 11.45 and I'd leave sometimes at 7.45, but a lot of times I'd leave earlier. So on my way out and on my way finishing up the basement, I'll see her get off the elevator and go into the cafeteria. So I'm just keeping all this shit in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying nothing, but at the same time, it's it, I, I'm remembering this shit. So I would say no longer than a week later, me and this guy, like I said, the head custodian, we're in the break room again. At this time, we got a coffee maker. We drinking like two pots of coffee. I was drinking probably like three cups of coffee a shift, right? Just, just like, just on some retarded shit. You know what I mean? So we would always meet up. So I meet up with him again. Similar circumstances, but the difference was he knew something. And I knew that he knew something, but he didn't knew that I knew something as well. So he's asking me the same series of questions like, yeah, that chick, you know, she seemed kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like she seemed she seemed kind of funny. I don't know about her, man. He's like, I don't know if she's going to make the cut. And I when he said that, I was like, I know she ain't going to make the cut. I just I just needed I just needed his reassurance. I needed him to mention it first. Then I could elaborate. I was like, yeah, man, she's just been moving around in places that she don't belong. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, man, she been she been going into the fucking basement, going into the cafeteria. And I already know what she's going into the cafeteria for. She going in there for the snacks, the chips. You know what I mean? And hey, they give you the key. Think about it like this, right? So during the summer, and this is this is probably at the end of June. So we're going into July, around this time actually. Summer work begins. Of course, she's a woman, so she's doing light duty shit. All right, clean the tables, do that, and then I would come in later on, move the tables outside, and do everything. Like if people people who know about custodial work, they they know the process of summer work. So. It's all easy. Everything's cool. All of a sudden, you know, I didn't know that she wasn't there. So I go back downstairs because I'm up in the second floor already starting. And this is during the summer. This is summer work. So this was uh, this was supposed to be eight to four. But the head custodian pretty much let us get seven to three. So we did that. Optional, of course. So... I get started at like 8.15, start working or whatever. 
and I'm just moving. Next thing I know, it's like nine, it's like nine oh five. So I'm like, all right, let me go downstairs and see what's going on. So I take the elevator, go downstairs, I go into the break room. You know what I mean? My coworker, he's on the phone, feet up, drinking coffee. And he's like, yo, sit down. So I so I sat down. I poured me a cup of coffee. He was like, yo, you know your girl's not coming back, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, your girl, she's not coming back. I'm like, what happened? So he was like, come with me. So I'm like, all right. So we walking in the hallway. The school, the school that I was working in was actually, it's the equivalent of where I work now, but it's a high school. And this high school is only ninth grade, right? So we go into the main office. Well, actually, not the main office. We go into the uh, the main entrance. And one of the people who worked in the security, they were there showing the footage. And this bitch was in there stealing cereal. This bitch got fired for going in the cafeteria, going in the kitchen area where they serve lunch and stealing cereal. <laughs> You don't get any lower than that. About what a man wants. Can, are we allowed to have preferences? Can we talk about what it takes to keep a man, his heart? Can we, can we for once, get your priorities in order? She already has kids. Don't make her look after you too. When you're dating a parent, remember, there is a lot of pressure from different sources. Make sure that you're not adding to their stress by expecting them to constantly mother you. In fact, try and decrease the workload. Yes, please help me take care of my kids. Oh man, make every second count. Remember that single moms don't have much spare time. Again, none of these are good points to enter a relationship with somebody. In fact, they must often carve out time out of their busy lives to spend it with you. Oh my God, yes. You know what's also funny about women's advice? They're always advice for you to get out of a relationship, but never advice to get into one. I'm gonna say that again. The one thing about females who give this advice, they can only teach you how to get out of a relationship. They can't teach you how to get into one and more importantly, stay in the one. Because you're such a nuisance, apparently. I have to find time for you. So treat it like the gift it is. Shouldn't she be valuing your time? Like, aren't you the man that's going to be taking care of her? Shouldn't she be over the moon that you're taking time out of your day to talk to a woman that has a child in tow? That's in every part of the world, in all cultures of society, in the dating game, considered a negative what? But you have to cherish her time because it's being taken away from her kids. She should be taking care of her damn kids herself, period. Take the lead on planning outings and dates, but don't forget to take what she wants into account when figuring out how to spend time you have together. Oh, my God. 10, offer support, not judgment. Parents are already judged for everything they do, especially mothers. Rather than passing judgment or jumping in with advice, try to be an active listener. So most guys will just not deal with you at all. But then we're bad guys for that, too. See, a woman's preference can be size. A woman's preference can be height. A woman's preference can be looks. But if a man's preference is somehow weight, then it becomes a problem. If a man's preference 
or if a man would rather not deal with single mothers entirely, then I believe that is okay. Women have to deal with that. They've made those decisions to sleep with those men. Thinking in a lot of cases that they can keep the man around by having the child, they actually push the man further away. But don't feel sorry for her because she'll get the courts involved. Don't feel sorry for her because she'll get child support involved. Don't feel sorry for her because she'll get the state involved. Oh, yeah, because in this society, they still give women the benefits from incarcerating and pretty much singling out the father in their households. Literally, you can't even talk to this woman. Got to be on eggshells. Got to be her little cheerleader. Can't have a conversation with her about anything. Don't tell her on, you know, the the point before was voice your concerns about the children. And now all of a sudden is stop trying to judge. Just shut up and listen. There are books and tutorials that will teach you how to be a better sounding board. Ugh, so what? Be a little robot? Walk around. Hey, man, how can I use my wallet today to make your kids' lives easier? And you, oh, my God, oh, I, don't, don't worry about me. I have no needs, no cares in the world. <laughs> what kind of man, dude, that's self-respecting would ever deal with any of this crap? The next article is about to- Sips, white knights, beta males, sub fives. Those are the type of men that will deal uh, that will deal with single mothers. If you got to rewind that, go ahead. Because they're the only ones that are going to deal with the fucketry, the cucketry. You know what I mean? Just a living, breathing mess. They're the only ones that will tolerate those type of women. And guess what? Those type of women are interested in them. So guess what? They're still out there trying to find this Prince Charming that's going to sweep them. When I say them, I say her and her kids off of their feet and save them. Go ham. I already dismantled this one. Jesus Christ. What is this? Eight benefits? There's more? There's more, bro. I'm just going to quickly read this off and go to the next one because it's blowing my mind. It's true that dating a single mom isn't for everyone, but if you're ready, you can have meaningful connection. Single moms know what they want, have no time for drama, can show love and affection, can handle anything, are patient, have high standards. If you're a single mom and you have high standards, just don't. I honestly don't. You got to look lower the pedestal and the list and the standards down the peg when you got a kid in tow. Okay. Single moms come with a family. And then look at this point. When you date a single mom, you might act, you might eventually meet the kids or the ex if there is one. That's a benefit, bro. On what planet is that a benefit to any man? Are independent. They don't need you necessarily, but they like your your personality, values, and lifestyle. Oh my god, dude. E Harmony. Does it say who wrote this? It better. Uh editorial team. Who's on the editorial team? <laughs> All right. Let's see the counter, the counter argument by David. Here's a man. So that was most likely, highly likely a woman's perspective. Let us now go to a man's perspective on why you probably shouldn't date single mothers. Let's find out five reasons you should never date a single mother. 
Popular culture praises single mothers as high-value dating catches for discerning good men. It is hard to find many greater lies than this one. MILF culture since the late 1990s and early 2000s, epitomized by the American Pie character, Finch's obsession with Steve Stifler's mom, <laughs> made betting and romancing. Yo, American Pie? <coughs> you know what? I, I was actually a real... I was actually a real advocate fan. I was I was a genuine fan of American Pie. Before like the DVD releases came out and like all of the trash like Mile Run and all that dumb shit came out. American Pie 1 2 and I think it was a third one, right? There was a third one before the fuckery. Those were good movies. But yeah, you know with with, with Stifler's mom and shit and you know Fetch Fetch digging her out on the uh, pool table like a champion single mothers a seemingly must have on many young men's sexual bucket list nevertheless just because you saw it on tv or in film doesn't make it truth the single mother craze is just a collective self-delusion of has-been women with kids backed up by sympathetic cultural narrative it is designed to assuage the hurt they feel at being upstaged by packs of new frequently younger or better looking nubile girls that men really want to claim a couple of caveats need to be tacked on to what i'm saying firstly the following list includes general on average characteristics of single mothers. Society is replete with, thankfully, childless uber femmes who hate the idea of ever becoming pregnant. Similarly, there are enough cases of women with kids who would make better partners than girls who are yet to expel a femmes who hate the idea. Firstly, the following list includes general, on average characteristics of single mothers society is replete with thankfully childless uber femmes who hate the idea of ever becoming pregnant similarly there are enough cases of women with kids who would make better partners than girls who are yet to expel a human being from their body that's true that is very true maturity comes at different ages also western discivilization suffers from a terminal lack of fecundity as return of kings proprietor rouge has pointed out nationalism without natalism will fail the globalist agenda plus its corollaries of self-disemboweling multiculturalism pernicious Fembotism and trainer lunacy are all geared towards suppressing positive notions of fertility that occur with female nature. We're gonna have to. Huh, I was gonna read this part, guys, but uh, decided to cut it out because he goes a little too ham. Anywho, let's 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 go to the points here. Their bodies are inferior to women who are not mothers. That one's rough. Okay, let's hear it. Yes, you can find many female fatty who is without children and has no real prospect of having them anytime soon. Likewise, you can find a mother whose ass fills a pair of spandex pants like a gallon of water satisfies a man about to die <laughs> of thirst in the desert. The norm, however, okay, because we're not talking about all women, we're talking about specifics, is that motherhood ruins a woman's body, or if it doesn't do so immediately, turns on a, set, a steady self-destruct mechanism with more free time, while on maternity leave or doing a poor job at child rearing as the government and father foot the bill, they can cake on the makeup and adjust the camera filters that allow them to superficially reclaim their pre-motherhood look. Whatever happens, it remains a smokescreen. In addition, a 
almost every single human being on this planet let themselves go after having children. Yes, men and women do. Yes, indeedy. They cannot easily coordinate earning an income, if they even do. Tending to a growing household and caring for children with physical maintenance or self-improvement. And if they do coordinate it somewhat, it is at a subpar, barely functional level. This only adds to this breaking down of single mother's looks. Sheesh. This article's rough. I'm, I don't hold these views, YouTube. I'm just reading this article. They are separated or divorced from their baby daddy for a reason, and it's usually very bad. Women have no socially enforced responsibility for their relationship behaviors, even when those relationships produce children. For example, repeated studies show that female cheating is approaching or has equated levels of male infidelity. Yet the mea culpa for straying press conferences you see are of Tiger Woods and not Kirsten Stewart. In this permissive environment, which both looks past and inevitably rewards prima donna female antics, women with children feel more able to go off the deep end, sabotage their relationships, and then pretend that they were offended even the abused party. It is this maelstrom of female self-entitlement that the prospective boyfriend of a single mother walks. Not only do you have all the crap involved with the biological father of the child, which the mother usually does nothing to mitigate, you also must deal with the shell of a woman whose malformed relationship strategies remain fir uh, firmly intact. The world is full of women who have never told a man they were to blame for the end of a previous relationship. How I don't know if I can generally disagree with a lot of this. I mean, they might be going in, but that's just the reality. I mean, look at female dating strategies. <coughs> All right. And realize that women say twice as, maybe three times, even four times as harsh shit as men say on, you know, their little websites and things that they talk about. Do they go a little too far sometimes? Yeah, but who the fuck am I to judge? A child only compounds the problems associated with this distinct lack of self-awareness. That one right there is very factual, boys. And almost every single relationship breakup, women are always claiming to be the victim. They were never the ones in the wrong. They never – it's not their fault. That guy was just an asshole. He was a jerk. He was the deadbeat. Women are professional character assassinators. Like, honestly, look up any divorce – Anything, any, talk to anybody, any friend you have, any man you see in a bar that's been divorced, and he'll tell you that woman that he was dating always claimed it's his fault. They are financial dead ends. Brutal. Unless you're a pile, unless you're pile driving a doctor, lawyer, or someone else similarly well positioned who has a child or two, your courtship with a single mother is a financial drain on you, just waiting to happen. Of course, dude. This is not even mean to say. You have to feed an extra mouth. Duh. It costs more. Oh, wait. It already is. A woman with a child who really thinks she just wants a boyfriend is bad enough, but single mothers are greatly, if not entirely, motivated by the admitted financial security that a new partner provides. Of course. Of course. She's looking out for not only herself now, but her kid. She's want, she wants extra bucks extra time on that wallet. They can lacquer it up all they like with the feeling of finally having a special someone 
Yet the deep-seated function matters a whole lot more than the convenient excuse. She's probably fooling herself, not just trying to fool you. To think that female brains have moved much further beyond their mammalian cousins or prehistoric ancestors is pure folly. If your sex drive as a man is often no different to the first homo sapiens, a single mother's compulsion for male-generated resources has not moved along either, except the child is another man's and not yours. You will be either bailing her outright or accepting much lower financial and other material contributions from her. And for what? Yeah, man, we're animals at heart. We're still primates. She's looking to secure resources and you're looking to secure sex. Again, this is like the common mantra you see in uh, the dating on wow, all men want is one time. All men are after is just sex, you know, like women. See, that's the thing. A guy, a guy can accept the fact that he doesn't have enough resources for sex, but women can't understand that they don't have enough enough sex appeal for the successful man. See, a lot of a lot of men just accept the fact that hey, uh, you know, a lot of these women are interested in us, so our best option is to move forward and do things the best way we can. How, how's that? All right, going your own way, fine. Fair, fairly simple. You know what I mean? It, it's not it's not rocket science. It doesn't come to a point where, you know, the man completely exiles himself because he can't anyway. If he works, if he makes money for a living, there's a good chance that he's going to come across most modern women that really ain't worth shit. He's just he'll just have to learn to tolerate it. After a while, none of these none of these bitches are really worth a conversation or 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 even worth looking at. And then you add the fact that they're single mothers. Well, geez. They've already had something given away. She has physical baggage because of that. And and you as a man who's talking to her, you are now responsible for taking care of her, taking care of her, taking care of the child, providing, bringing in resources for what? Can lampoon that over men's heads all day, right? Women are allowed to say men just want sex. Men are pegs. Men are whatever. Right. If women are allowed to say things like that about men, why can't men say things like she has a biological imperative to secure resources? Some women are just serious holes. That's a harsh reality that a lot of guys need to understand. And being a series of holes, most women will celebrate that. A lot of women who are known, a lot of women who are recognized. That's that's their bread and butter. That's their way into the door. Oh, she's clout chasing, so she gonna she gonna shake a little ass. These bitches, most of these bitches got OnlyFans. Most of these bitches are out here on Instagram doing the most, trying to portray a lifestyle that they're not living, hoping to be called up by a oil by a by a oil sheik in Dubai to get shitted on for thousands of dollars. 
resources for her children. That's even more powerful than if you were to date one without kids. Oh my God. Shocking, I tell you. They do not become better people by becoming mothers. Uh, this goes for men and women too. Just because you have kids doesn't put you on a pedestal. You're not some uh, uh, amazing human being all of a sudden because you got a little brat running around that you don't even raise <laughs> right. Uh, if you're a shitty person before having kids, you're going to be a shitty person after having kids, most likely. The vast majority of people in the world, whether male, female, black, white, or blue, do not change change in their lifetimes being extremely narrow limits. Oh, beyond extremely narrow limits. Age, illness, having a family, or changing jobs may all act as funnels that give the appearance of true change, but these shifts are not what they appear. The same person merely moves into a different phase of existence. A single mother saying she became a better person, person by getting knocked up and giving birth is simply backward rationalizing an event just as irreversible as losing one's virginity. She's putting a positive spin on the end of her more pristine fertility and the advent of stretch marks, sagging memories, and much more constrained social life interspersed with tantrums hers or the child's and the constant whiff of infant fecal matter Ooh, jesus dude this guy's like not pulling any punches huh they have impulsive and poorly reasoned behaviors oh that meme single mothers be like and then just straight up drinking party i live for my kids i met a couple of those they do exist why exactly is a single mother a mother did she finish high school complete any other education hold down her last three jobs screw half the hood rats in brooklyn i as much as an ideal patriarchy society would welcome Women having children young, having children young in today's society, particularly without marriage and a steady financial situation, is very often an indication of looseness and a penchant for instant, unending gratification. Yeah, if you had kids really young, dude, your like maturity level is, you know, it's very telling of how you handle situations and judgment you know how good of a judge are you of the situations you put yourself into and how did you arrive at having a kid so young this bodes uh terribly for any relationship between her and any man after she splits with the father of her child children yeah how do you deal with consequences apparently not that well and you didn't put the kids first if you're willing to leave the man elements of psychological child abuse are also at play big time by ignoring her own self-development and neglecting to cultivate a stable relationship with the father she is almost certainly passing on significant dysfunction to her son or daughter shows like mtv's teen mom equate getting pregnant at 15 16 or 17 with this but even much older single mothers are prone to such behavioral clusters. Um, and I've been saying this, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been saying this shit for a while. Shows like Teen Moms and shit on MTV, all that did was show off that women are, ca- these young girls are actually capable of it. It's it, it didn't give a positive effect. I'll put it to you like that. It wasn't a positive reaction when society now is at the norm of seeing 15 to 17 year old girls pregnant and the mom essentially raising the children. You know what I mean? The mom's raising the children. And I mean, the mom that should be the grandmother, I should say, is raising the child. And she still tries to go out there and find a life, go out there and date men. And it's worse for them because, hey, they're going, they're getting out of high school 
already in a position by most men to not go nowhere near because you're damaged goods. Yes, dude. Half of them. Uh, well, I don't know what the statistics are, so I can't even say half. But statistically speaking, single motherhoods, single mothers tend to come from single mother homes at a much higher rate than somebody raised in a two parent household with a strong, stable nuclear family. This is common sense. It's not crazy to say something like this. You will come dead last with single mother. He saved that one. This, this super principle hangs above and holds together the preceding five. You are most likely always a novice with single mothers and not, not a valued option, let alone a priority. Tread carefully, men, and why settle for what many would term used goods when there are fresher, childless pastures just down the road. Didn't I say used up goods or damaged goods? Didn't I say that? And we're already at the end of this. We're at the end of this video and pretty much at the end of this episode. It is 5.55, hour and 40 minutes in, straight up, raw, real, red pill, this entire weekend, including Friday, consistently bringing back the bangers, bringing back the bangers. Right now, get ready to go in the house. Probably play some Skater XL. Well, actually, no. Do I still have wrestling on? I probably still have WWE 2K22. I'll probably play that for another 30 minutes. Then I'm going to jump on Skater XL for, like I said, two hours. After that, get ready to set my phone up, set my alarm, set everything up for... The next week, I would say it's a full week, but never every every week this summer is never a full week because I always have Fridays off. So pretty much <laughs> every week or every weekend work wise involves, you know, a three day weekend from work. So I always try to put together, you know, a compilation of you will. Uh, yeah, yeah, compilation, if you will, of, you know, different reactions, my viewpoints on certain things throughout the week. I tend to get a little bit more creative, put, put more of my perspective directly into something and then use videos as an example. But as I always say, it's another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah. Red Pill Party Podcast, the chapel of the Crimson Capsules, signing out. Peace.